0: Would you turn with me in your Bibles to St. John, to John's Gospel, chapter 19 and verse 30. John 19 and verse 30. There are seven things Jesus said on the cross of Calvary as he was dying there for us. And John 19, verse 30 is the most important, the most powerful word that he said. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. I've entitled my hymn, not my hymn, my sermon, to tell That's the original language, Greek, of what Jesus said. It means it is finished. I said to tell the last time not to, to make out like I'm so smart. I actually found the pronunciation in an app on my iPad that shows you how to pronounce Greek. But I wanted to say it like Jesus said it. One word. Charles Spurgeon said it was the greatest word by the greatest man at the greatest time that's ever been spoken. It changed the history of mankind and the destiny of all of God's people. To tell a less die. Can you say it with me? Let's try it. To tell a Ready? One, two, three. To tell a One more time. To tell a It is finished. When you think about it being finished, I'm not talking about just ending a task or completing a task. To tell a means that it's completely, perfectly, forever finished I heard somebody say the other day if I could just get anything finished if I could just finish one thing." you know it seems like we got so many hours in the fire we just never seem to get anything finished and I guess it's because of our weakness and because of the whole deal of situation but Jesus finished it completely and what he finished was our salvation It is finished means that that he came and he did what he came to do. The first thing Jesus ever said was, I must be about my Father's business. The main part of his Father's business was to save us from our sins, and he did that. So if you tell me or ask me, Randy, Brother Randy, what can I do to be saved? I will tell you it's too late. It's already been done. Jesus said to Telelesta, it is finished. You know, I was, I guess I'm good at piddling. I don't know, but I I built this little fence the other day and anyone asked me what I was doing, I said I'm building this fence, a little corral out there, you know, in my barn area. I put five or six strands of high tensile wire. I gotta tell you, doing all that made me wonder if I really ought to be a preacher. But I remember finishing it. I thought and I told her, Penny, I finished. And would you believe yesterday I walked by that same area and there's one of those strands that's got some slack in it. I gotta complete, I gotta tighten it up. I think that's how life is. You think you get one thing finished. It might even be raising your children. And there's always something. But there's nothing with Jesus lacking. He has done it all. He said. To it is finished. And I want us to say that it's the wonderful news I want to share with you today. It means that our sin debt is paid. What does that mean to you? It ought to mean everything. Because your portfolio may be full of money and and all your assets may mount up and, and you might stack them up as high as a building, but if your sins are not paid, it means nothing. And yet to know that Jesus died for our sins and it's finished, my goodness, it ought to mean that it's all right if I can't finish everything because Jesus finished it. One thing for sure is we're going to die. We don't know if that's going to be suddenly or gradually. But we're going to do it. And the question is, have we finished what God has called us to do? Have we really tried to live a life that, 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 that appreciates God in our life? Or have we just given Him an occasional nod just to make Him like us? I gotta tell you, we gotta come to the understanding that we are spiritual bankrupt. I wanna say three things about in it's finished. And I can't do it. I can't really say this because this is an ocean, this word. And it is so powerful that that not only does it does it. It's a perfect present tense, so to speak, so that it doesn't just mean that it happened, but but it continues to happen. It's a power that that goes on and on. It's finished. We can never forget it. Satan don't want you to know it, but you said it, so I want you to believe it. So there's three things, and there's simple little things I want to try to say about finish. One is you got to start something if you're going to finish it. Secondly, you got to stay with it if you're going to finish it. You can't quit. You can't give up. And then if you're going to finish it, you got to state it. You've got to, you've got to declare it like God did. And I want you to know that Jesus said it. He didn't whisper it. According to Matthew Gospel, chapter 19, he said it with a loud voice. It is a cry of victory, not of defeat. (laughs) See, in my life and yours, the older I get, I understand I'm not going to finish everything. I'm not. You just as well surrender that. You're not going to get it all done. I got some regrets. You probably do too. But I'm going to tell you this. Jesus died with no regrets so that he would forgive us and heal us of the regrets that we have. He died to pay a debt we could not pay. He died to pay a debt he did not owe. That's what Christianity is about. That's what salvation is about. It is finished. So, first of all, it had to get started. And it was not plan B. 2 <laughs> Timothy 1 9 said that we're, he saved us and he called us. Not because of our good works or our righteousness, but because of his purpose and grace which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Did you know that Jesus paid your sin debt in the mind of God before you were born? All of your sins were paid Past, present, and future. Nailed to the cross. You see a Roman crucifixion, the, uh, the criminal was, was captioned there, a sign that said what he was guilty of. You remember Jesus had upon his cross King of the Jews, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. The only deal was he. they were they were right and didn't know it. They tried to make a mockery out of it. But all of our sins, adultery and lust and lying and cheating and stealing and, and laziness and whatever it might they're right up there when Jesus died for us and, and He paid for it. There are no mortgages, absolutely none on the same. But God started it because we're spiritually bankrupt. We had nothing to start with. Look at Romans chapter 3, verse 24 and 25 really quick. Listen to what he says. He had already said, Paul had, that we were without righteousness, that there were none that were righteous, that there were none that sought after God. No, not one. What did God do about it? He started a work that would be finished by Jesus Christ in verse 24, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation. I wanted you to see that whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. Hey, listen to me. Salvation is racial. Salvation is radical. Salvation is redemptive. Salvation is racial because Romans, or Revelations 5, 9 said that out of every nat- uh, nat- uh, nation, kindred and tongue, Every race God has brought out of people. Not all of them, but some of them. You rejoice if God has given you a glimpse of grace in your life. That God has died for your sins and finished the debt that you could not pay. It is radical because the cross is splattered with the blood of Jesus. He died there. It's radical. And when he died at noonday, the earth got black as dark. The earthquakes. People were coming out of the grave. It was not some sort of just a little uh, internet uh, Facebook drama. It was, it was radical. And it's redemptive in that it paid sin debt. It paid for all the sins. Because God says in Romans six twenty three, the wages of sin is death. Now he's going to pay it. God paid it. He started it. Jesus was given the people that God had chosen and Jesus came to die for those people. And when the angel told Joseph, thou shalt call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. God started it. God knew he was going to finish it. So you got to start something to finish it. Oh yeah, it was started before Bethlehem. It was. And all that brought about, everything right in place, his birth, his life, his death. And the deal was that all Jesus started, he finished. There wasn't one more miracle that he needed to do. There was not one more sermon he needed to preach. There was not one more loaf of bread he needed to make. He completed it. He's the only man that's ever died without regret because he was God. He was incarnate. You know, I think about my poor efforts, you know, the way we are because we're spiritually are, are depraved and, and have sin nature about us, even after God has born us again. I, I was thinking there's not one sermon I've ever really finished. Now I might say, you know, it's true, a, pre- a preacher might say in conclusion a hundred times doesn't mean a thing. I'm going to tell you, I've tried to preach and you try to preach or others that do and I'm going to tell you, you never finish it. you got to tweak it, repair it. That's because we're weak in you but not with Jesus. He finished it because he started it. Look at Hebrews chapter 10, please. Verse 5 through 7, Jesus, or the Bible says about Jesus. He says, wherefore he cometh, when he cometh into the world. When he cometh into the world. That's Jesus. He saith, sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body thou hast prepared me. And burn offerings and sacrifices for sin thou hast no pleasure. Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book; it is written to do Thy will, O God. All the Old Testament sacrifices were incomplete. They might have pointed to a shadow type of Christ, but they were not finished. Jesus, though, is the priest. He is also the sacrificed. In the Old Testament, when you read about the the rituals of the of the of the temple and the Holy of Holies is the holy place where the priest went. The priest never sat down. Hebrews is a book of rest in that the priest sat down because Jesus Christ, the high priest, because it was finished. Because God started it. And what a blessing that is. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the resurrection chapter, he says there, right at close to the front of that chapter, For I have delivered, in verse 3, unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scripture. What a blessing. God started it. You know, it ought to mean something to us that the wrath of God was appeased. Um, I remember in my first life, I was doing forestry work. And uh, we had a project over in adjoining county, right beside this very prestigious, I'd say, high rent district. And so I had a logger over there cutting trees. I had clearly flagged the boundary of the property line. One night I get a call from a guy that was pretty upset. He said, Mr. Waters, I never like to hear that. He said, I understand you have a logger over on such and such a track. Yes, sir. He said, I want you to know that he's gotten across the property line and that he's cut trees down on my property. And one of those trees has fallen in my swimming pool. How do you think they will let you sleep? I mean, I I tossed all night. But but what's heavy on my heart? That man was upset. This is nothing compared to God, but because sin is a trespass. I had nothing to do with it, but I was responsible for it. Okay. You're going to take responsibility for sin. So I, I laid there, and I didn't know what I was going to say, but I remember driving over there. I couldn't even eat breakfast. And I remember pulling in that gate of this guy's place, and it was a long road. Of, uh, it was paved. And I remember still there was two statues of lines on each column. That will give you an idea what kind of place this was. <laughs> and it was a winding road. But you know, you got to face it you got to face what sin will do. So I remember sitting there in that man's house, running around his table with his wife. And all I had in position was mercy. And there was something about a tree. And there's something about a tree in your life and mine with our relationship with God, and it's the cross. And you know, We talked, and you gotta talk to God. You can't sweep it under the rug. It's not gonna go away. And I'm so thankful I had some errors and omission insurance. (laughs) Somebody else paid my mistake. Somebody else paid yours and mine with God. And you know, by the time we left that table, i never forget that guy, we, we soared up, of, and I don't understand it to this day. There seemed to be a peace that come over us. So I almost wanted to have prayer with him at the table. I was not a preacher then, never thought about it. But the, I mean, the man was so satisfied that he said, hey, I want you to go over there with me. I've got some property I want you to look at. I want you to do some work for me. You see what God can do. You see what a tree can bring. You see how horrific the cross was. But God was there. And that's what it took to bring us to God. So God started it because God loves you. That's why. And secondly, you got to stay. If you're going to finish something, you got to stay. You know, Aesop's Fables, you heard that little story about the, the rabbit and the, and the turtle in that race. I mean, that rabbit could jump up and go and he got way ahead, but he never crossed the finish line in time. You can run up and all you want to around the football field. You can, you can, you can cover a, a thousand yards a season, but if you never cross the goal line, it means nothing. Jesus did. He finished it. He took it to the house, he took it to his father's house and he laid it there for you and me and he said, "The Telestai. He stayed with it. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2, he says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Did you catch that? He began it. You know why you love God? but well, you have an affection for God, because God started it. he loves you first. He's the author and he's the finisher. So, so my little quibbles about life is this, you know, I don't know if I'm going to make it. But, but when I'm thinking about Jesus, finish it, it's okay. Because I know enough about the Bible, and I hope you do, that good works will not get you to heaven. And there's evidence in the Bible that good works doesn't always do that. As the thief on the cross that repented. That man's in heaven today. But he stayed with Jesus, right on the cross. See, Jesus knew he'd come to suffer. Do you think that that surprised him? It did not. He said, I came not to be ministered to, but to minister. And even his disciples didn't want to believe that he had to die, but he said, i got to do it. And you know what's going to give us sustained power of our faith? is understanding that there's going to be pain in this life. There is going to be grief. There's going to be suffering. But when we understand that, we can deal with it a lot better. We can. You know, I mentioned spiritual bankruptcy. I'm talking about chapter 7 not chapter 11. Chapter 7 is where you don't have nothing. In fact, God's promotion or or His giving us His life on the cross is better than chapter 7, bankruptcy, in that we will never even have to be in debt again. You can declare bankruptcy, I understand, chapter 7, and your debts are written off, but you can still get in business again and go right back in debt. Not with a Christian. We have enough funds in our account, righteous funds through Christ, that we'll never need them. Any righteousness of our own. Here's the deal we have to deal with. We think, we we first of all, we don't admit that we're spiritual bankrupt. Total depravity is hard for this human flesh to embrace. If everybody understood what total depravity really was, everybody would believe in election and predestination. I promise you, there's nothing this flesh can do. If you think that God is gonna bless you, if God, that God is gonna answer your prayer because you go to church or because you give, or because you go to Bible study. You got another thing coming. The only reason God blesses you is because Jesus died on the cross. The Tetelestai was said. It's not because anything you can do, anything you've done or don't do. And yet we have this idea, you know, I gotta get good enough. Oh, I know what it is. you get, you know, you, you, you start, you understand i I need God. I believe in the cross, but but then I get to feeling good about myself, and you know, I forget about it that I'm I'm controlling a little bit on his grace, and then I fall flat on my face, and I stop doing anything for God. I get so discouraged. Remember the tethelasta. He didn't say I am finished, he said it is finished. What the end is, is your salvation. And we need to study. We need to stay. Jesus said he was, bu- he was bruised. The prophet's in Isaiah 53. He says was, he was bruised for our iniquity. I've got to read this. It's this weighty stuff to me, but he stayed on that cross for us. You know, you could have called legions of angels. He stood right there, he hung there for you and me. Why did he do that? Because he was going to finish it. God never starts something he doesn't finish. Even though it's some tough going, and you know in your life, when God has saved you by his grace, you might get out of the way, you might fall and back, so I'm not going to tell you, he says in Philippians 1.6, he who has begun a good work in you will perform it to the day of Christ. Why? The less lestites why? It's finished. Hey, Isaiah fifty-three. I was going, there. I want you to look at this with me. Here's a, here's a uh, cross. Here's what Jesus did. He said, "There, surely he hath borne our in verse four griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet did we, we did esteem him stricken, spitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgression, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him." And with his stripes, we are healed. He he took it. He took our hurt, our pain, our sins, even though it meant being forsaken by the Father. I mentioned Hebrews 12 a while ago. I didn't mention, finish that verse, I don't think, but he said, He's the author and finisher of our faith. Talking about Jesus, he says there, Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. What was the joy? Tadelesti. It is finished. He says, I come to do my Father's will. That's what Jesus came to do, and he did it. And he was happy about it. Even though he knew it was taking his very death. God didn't meant that much to him. And then thirdly, to state it. It's amazing. God was satisfied. You know, on the Transfiguration, the Mount of Transfiguration, some of the apostles tried to make three monuments. I think it was Moses and Elijah they went to make there, they they were transfigured as well. But Jesus kind of outshined them all. And God said this He says, This is my beloved Son, Jesus. Hear ye him. Now, Jesus said to tell Alastai. Jesus said, it is finished. And there's nothing else for you to do. Jesus could do nothing else in the flesh for God. God can do nothing else for you and me. It's already been done. So, preacher, you told me the other day when you were preaching a series on holiness that we had to be holy to see God. Why did you say that? I'll tell you why I said it because that is where the telonestai is consummated because God has put the Holy Spirit in your heart and you've got to do it because you can't help it and God has given you that. That bird flies, not to become a bird but because he is one. Then why, preacher, if it's all done and forgiven, do do I have to repent because you still have a sin nature in you? I do too. I don't know about you, but this devil tried to lure me back. Talking about the devil. Jesus dealt with him. It is finished. But you remember Saul. When David, after David was anointed king, 10 years Saul tried to kill David. The sentence has been proclaimed. But it hasn't been executed yet, but it's coming. Revelation says it is. But what I want you to know today before you leave here is that everything Jesus said, he did. And it came to pass. Everything. And when he says, it is finished, it is finished. Complete. Perfect. Can't add anything to it. You can't take with that weight anything from it. It needs to be stated. So what do we do? We rest. Romans chapter 4, and I'll try to quit. Though I won't be finished. Here it says, Romans 4. For what saith the scriptures? Verse 3, Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. Now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace but of debt. But to him that worketh not but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly his faith is counted for righteousness. You know what that means? You know what we're to do because it is finished? We're to rest. From our hands labor, from our soul labor, We need to rest in Jesus. We're created unto good works. You know why? Because we're saved by God's grace. And the good works that we're created unto is because of the finished work of Christ. It's not because of anything we do. It's not. It is finished. Jesus says, Come 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 to me, all ye that are laboring, heavy laden. I'll give you rest rest for your souls that's what we need to see this Easter season what do we do we believe it we fall out at his feet and praise his holy name God you didn't have to do that but yes you did God because I have no other way to come into God but he finished it that's what I want you to see so when comes your time to die and my time to die We won't have to lay there and toss and turn. We'll have some regrets. But you know, we're going to believe Jesus finished it. The telestia is there. It is finished. What a profound statement. In one word that we see from God's holy word. Jesus says, Father, in the priestly prayer in John 17, verse 4. He said, Father, I have glorified you on earth. He says, I finished the work that you gave me to do. What a blessing. He finished it. We can rejoice in his finished work. Would you bow with me? Lord, we thank you so much that you finished what we couldn't even start. That your persevering spirit of grace suffered so much for us. You were rejected of men, whipped, beat, spit on, kicked, stuck with a spear, nailed to a cross. You knew, God, what it would take to get us to you. Well, God, may we never quibble about what we have to deal with in life. May we never, Lord, anymore question why you haven't answered our prayer. Thinking there's some sin or something we haven't done because, Lord, it's done. The thing is, Lord, with all that you've given us a desire to have fellowship with you so we still have to confess our sins to maintain that fellowship but legally lord we are completely clear of any sin debt thank you god thank you so much in jesus name we pray amen